The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It's Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football a Magazine, texasfootball.com, corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there in the jump seat today, as was described on Twitter today, as our Texas Football Today princess, <laughs> it's Ashley Pickle. Howdy. Our TF- that did happen. <laughs> our TFT princess. That did happen. You know, I've been looking for like a nickname for you and like a title. <laughs> I told now, you. I've, <laughs> no, we've been over this. Princess is probably like the number one thing that I just don't like to be called. The number, like one, the number one, one thing? Well, okay, like number one like nice thing i yeah, guess you could yeah. say like there are there are plenty of other what about, what about empress <laughs> that makes me feel like that makes me think of uh emperor's new groove so i could go with that what's the or- pull the lever grunk <laughs> no uh, that, that was right <laughs> i think that was right after my uh my my disney phase oh was the no emperor's new what groove. you've never have you ever seen it no it's got a llama in it right <sighs> cusco Come on. Okay, if there's one thing that you have to do, you have got to watch Emperor's New Groove. It's so good. It's one of the if top. If there's it's one, one thing I have to do, <laughs> it's quit <that>. breathing, <laughs> quit paying your mortgage, watch Emperor's, watch New, Emperor's Groove. New Groove. Okay, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to talk to my financial advisor and have them cancel all my <laughs> mortgage payments. That's fine. Thank you. And by financial advisor, <laughs> I mean my wife. <laughs> my wife. Uh, do we have first word through the door? Um, we do. Let's see. Um, it was, uh, where'd we go? Oh, here? here we go. You're listening to live uh, coverage of Ashley Pickett. Yeah, I got it. Uh, Ruben Rios, Stephen Cassie, Hector Jimenez, and Matthew McSpadden. Also, wanted to throw this out there. Uh, Aaron Flynn actually tweeted me before the show even started. Oh my gosh. And he said, Ooh. Ooh, uh, I can't find Aaron it. Flynn. He Ooh. said something along the line of, I won't be in there. I won't be able to watch it live. So he wanted to go ahead and comment first to get partial no, credit. No, 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 First four through the door. I thought his that effort was good. I don't think he doesn't make the first four through the door. I just wanted to commend him for his effort. Today is Tuesday, November nineteenth, two thousand and nineteen. <laughs> Nine days until Thanksgiving, everybody. I think our um, I I, I know we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. You're t- we're booking the show on the fly here. Uh, yeah. You're are you in the office next Wednesday? Yeah, I'll oh. be here. This will actually be the first Thanksgiving. I'm not going home, so that'll be weird. Home being uh, Lano? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but So I'll be here. Okay, you'll be here. Uh, then next Wednesday will be our Thanksgiving Spectacular. You will not want to miss it. Um, <laughs> you laugh, but we well, have plans. I know. Anyway, uh, episode 860, 860, the number of plate appearances for Joe Levito. Oh, my gosh, just slipped uh, here uh, uh, in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. Okay, so I was out yesterday. So we didn't have a show. Um, not that the show can't go on without me, but... I offered. You could have. Uh, I asked, and you said, mm, don't worry about it. 
I did say don't worry about it, but if you want to go above and beyond, you could have. But it's fine. You know, this is just a job for you. Um, so we're going to kind of cram a little bit of elements into both of these uh, from our Monday and Tuesday show. Uh, I'm going to have some by-district thoughts, some thoughts on the Texas High School Football Playoffs, first week of the Texas High School Football Playoffs. Going to announce the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award, the uh, team Dave Campbell's Texas Football Team of the Week Award. Then we're going to talk with Craig Way uh, here in a bit. And then we're going to have our Visit Forward Coaches of the Week and our Derry Max Assistant Coaches of the Week, and then we will have final thoughts. So if you have some final thoughts that you are ripping and roaring to get off your chest, um, Ashley Pickle will read those at the back half of the program, so stay tuned for that. Call it Fantastic Friday Fan Feedback on Tuesday. All right. Let's get some by-district thoughts. So uh, we won't do Monday morning follow-up because it's not Monday morning. And in fact, it never is Monday morning. It's always Monday afternoon. No, I think about it. Mm. What a bad, what a bad brand. Bad on timestamps. All right. (laughs) So some by-district thoughts. Um, Overall, it was like spotty bits of chaos in the first round of the Texas High School Football Playoffs. There were a couple of games that were huge, huge upsets, right? In fact, we had 18 in the 5A through 2A. We had 18 number four seed beat number one seeds. Uh, some of them you've probably heard about. Texas High's win over Lufkin is like Big. legit shocking. Like legit shocking. Lufkin had been rolling along. That was a team that we mentioned in Bracketology as far as being a sleeper that I think people had forgotten about. That was a team that had lost their week one opener to Longview, a really good 6A, uh, and had rolled through everybody else. And then they host Texas High, who had kind of snuck into the playoffs, and suddenly Texas High takes them to a double OT and wins. Very impressed there. Um, beyond that, I think that you also had a number of really close calls. Uh, we put the teams we put on upset watch last week were Vandergrift, who needed two fourth quarter touchdowns to beat mm-hmm. Bridgeland. Uh, we put Dripping Springs on upset alert, and they went down to Maynard. Uh, and then we also put uh, I put uh, Lamar Consolidated on up, on upset alert, yep. and they they nearly lost to Lindale. Um, it was a wild week. There were what? Which game were you at? You got to remind me. I slept since then. Uh, oh wow! Was I had uh, man, I'm drawing a blank. Oh no! I was there. Wow, this is this is not good. <laughs> I've got the turkey brain going on. Like I scarfed down that food beforehand. Give me a second. Uh, God, well, I we're can't gonna hang remember. on this until you. <laughs> no, I away. really can't remember. I'm gonna look it up. Uh, I'm going to see. Where in the world was I? Oh, my gosh, Pickle. Pickle. This is embarrassing. I know. I really don't remember. <laughs> this is embarrassing. Uh, I even did my five final thoughts. I've been you were so at Corsicana and Denver yes, as well. Yes, thank you. I've been, Golly, Pickle. I've got two games this week. I've been doing so much, <laughs> so many notes. I can't Braswell gets their first ever playoff win. Yes, it was big time uh, for it, them. It, it certainly was. I do uh, remember that now. <laughs> and, then you had, and then you had, I think... You had other games that were, like, straight-up wild. So PSJA went up 31 nothing on Eagle Pass in the mm-hmm. second quarter. And then Eagle Pass won 42-31. That's crazy. Uh, you had teams that I feel like you made a mistake by letting them in the playoffs. Liberty Hill beat Columbia and beat them up. You made a mistake by letting them in the playoffs. Yeah, we talked about them sneaking in in the bracketology video. It's like they were at the very last mm-hmm. spot. Like, what are they doing don't, here? Don't, don't do that. <laughs> the other one is Richmond Foster. 
you done messed up. Lend them in the playoffs, guys. <laughs> they they hand New Caney the dreaded ten and one. Um, it was a a great week. Um, you had some six man really interesting results too. Eden beating Gorman was a big upset. I think ba- I think Balmeray and Rankin both winning their tough first round matchups tell you that that district is the district of doom in that in that entire bracket. Um, it was a wild week one of the Texas football playoffs. Oh, what about two? Uh, South Lake Carroll. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, we, Not um, a good day to be a fighting here, farmer. We sat here, and I was like, ooh, hey, you know what? Maybe Louisville can give South Lake Carroll <laughs> trouble. <laughs> yeah. That and game was 84 nothing, six. <laughs> 84 nothing in the third quarter. Yeah. Uh, that was a uh, – Oof. Swing and a miss. Um, talk to Riley about that one tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it all leads into – um, now we're into like serious business stuff. And I was going through, we recorded the picks this morning and I was, you know, it's, it's harder to pick the games that you're going to spotlight. It's getting harder and harder because mm-hmm. all of these games are, are good. Crazy good. Um, most notable. I mean, like you got, you got some games that I think are of course headliners for Ben Marshall and Anum consolidated is a big time headliner. That's going to shape the rest of the five, a division two bracket. Mm-hmm. I think I think the game you're at, Allen and Rockwall. Yeah, I'm at. I'm doing I both South Lake Carroll and DeSoto and Allen and Rockwall. I think Allen and Rockwall. Just keep an eye on that one. That's all I'm saying. Um, we'll have we'll have more in the picks video. Uh, but there are some really really good games all across the state uh, in week three, or I'm sorry, the the area round matchups uh, across the state. You can find everything at TexasFootball.com. So. Uh, so those are some quick by district thoughts. We've got a ton of stuff on TexasFootball.com. That's by the way another thing. Y'all love the playoffs. Yeah, like the and traffic we numbers. It. <laughs> the traffic numbers at TexasFootball.com are wild. Mm-hmm. Like you guys love the playoffs, and we appreciate it. Thank you for making us your source. Keep coming back. Servers can handle it, he said, not confidently. <laughs> uh, TexasFootball.com has everything. It was we had we had like at one point we had the most people on our scores page that we've ever had. Mm-hmm. On Friday night. It was not. It's nuts. It anyway, awesome. thank you uh, for making TexasFootball.com your source. Dave Campbell's Texas Football along with Wells Fargo and in conjunction with the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl. It's proud to honor, uh, to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Each Monday at noon, each Tuesday at 1, 12, 18, uh, TexasFootball.com announces <laughs> 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. We then leave it up to you, voting at TexasFootball.com. It goes all the way until noon on Friday when we will announce the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week. Your by-district Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Player of the Week nominees. Midland Greenwood quarterback Weston Wilbur went 13 of 18 for 350 yards and six touchdowns passing. That is a crisp, crisp <laughs> yards per completion average. Wheeler quarterback Heston Marshall ran for 475 yards and five touchdowns and also threw for 29 yards and two scores for Wheeler. Big game against El Dorado this week. I don't think I've ever heard the name Heston. I've heard his last name. Yeah, I don't think. San Sabo running back Eli Salinas, 14 carries, 313 yards, and five touchdowns rushing. Ho-hum. Price Carlisle, quarterback and safety, Carlos DeLeon, ran for 318 yards and five touchdowns on the ground, threw for 74 yards, had three tackles and a pass breakup. Hawley, running back Colton Marshall, ran for 271 yards and seven touchdowns. He'll do that. <laughs> Arlington Lamar wide receiver Shavon West, 11 catches, 252 yards and three touchdowns receiving in Lamar's big win over Eulis Trinity. Needville running back Ashton Stradick is back, 33 carries, 508 yards and five touchdowns on the ground. 
Hampshire Finette quarterback Marcus Morris went 9 for 14 for 306 yards. And he also ran for 215 yards and two touchdowns on the ground for Hampshire Finette. Refurio wide receiver and defensive back Antoine Gross. Six catches, 179 yards, five touchdowns, and an interception return for a touchdown. So I want you to consider this. He touched the ball seven times and had six touchdowns. That's a, that's a fairly decent stat. And by the way, <laughs> he had an interception, and that was not the one that didn't go for a touchdown. <laughs> and Sundown quarterback Christian Huey ran, threw for 330 yards and five touchdowns, ran for 65 yards and two scores, and went six of seven on PATs. So those are your week or your by district. Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees. Uh, voting is up now at TexasFootball.com. Vote early, vote often, vote now at TexasFootball.com. Dave Campbell's Texas Football is proud to honor one team who meets public school classification. With a Team of the Week award, the schools selected throughout the course of this program have best exemplified the best in Texas high school football. Your by district, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Teams of the Week. In 6A, Eagle Pass. Trailing 31 to nothing in the second quarter, the Eagles mounted one of the most astonishing comebacks in recent history, scoring the final 42 points to stun PSJA 42-31. In 5A, Texas High. In one of the biggest upsets of the first round of the Texas High School Football Playoffs, the Tigers tied the game. Oh, God bless it. It's happening. The Tigers tied the game in the final minute to force overtime and then came through with a stunning 41-35 win on the road against state-ranked Lufkin. In 4A, Pecos, the Eagles exploded out of the gates for a 29-0 halftime lead and never looking back, beating level in 30, 45-0, the Eagles' first playoff victory since 1975. In 3A, Bells, the Panthers used 221 yards and three touchdowns from rush, uh, rushing from Wrangler Priest and a pair of takeaways to surge past Winona, 36-32. In 2A, Big Sandy facing district champion Centerville. The Wildcats forced four turnovers and hit a handful of big plays to pull off the first-round upset, 39-32. And in 1A, Eden. The Bulldogs made history on Friday night, upsetting Gorman 74-62 to earn the school's first playoff win since 1994 when they were playing 11-man ball. Mm. So those are your by-district Dave Campbell's Texas Football Teams of the Week in 6A, Eagle Pass, in 5A, Texas High, in 4A, Pecos, in 3A, Bells in 2A Big Sandy and in 1A Eden. Congratulations to all the schools. We salute you. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. I was going to tell you earlier, because your sneeze reminded me of it. Oh, that's the wrong graphic. Hang on. There we go. Um, that when he was he was in here shooting the pics video, and at one point I thought I was going to sneeze, and it was right as like you were getting to the very end, and I was so nervous. I was like, oh, he's going to hate me. <laughs> I would have. You would have just glared. Like I would have glared at you, you like I glared. glared. I would have glared at you like I glared whenever the, um, the car alarm goes off. Yeah. <laughs> We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Camels. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Camels. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash Insider. I promise you, you will want to do that. Uh, TexasFootball.com slash Insider. Uh, to become a Dave Campbell Sex Football Insider. Two magazines, a year's worth of exclusive online content at texasfootball.com. Ashley, let's go to the hotline and let's bring in the voice of the Texas Longhorns and the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer, my co-host on High School Scoreboard Live. We're joined by the great Craig Way. 
Uh, Craig, welcome back to uh, to to the place where I feel like the playoffs <laughs> make sense here. In, in, at least, at least so far. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think so. And, and we talked about this earlier that that uh, normally we see the largest proliferation of upsets in the first two weeks, if for no other reason, because the math sets it up that way, exponentially more opportunities for upsets. But even more so, the area round seems to provide more shockers than the by-district round, even though there are twice as many games. And, uh, and, and a lot of that has to do with, as you know, uh, teams that get in uh, either with losing records or, or just uh, qu- aren't quite up to uh, taking on a district champion. That said, what did you say it was? 18 four-seeds mm-hmm. beat one-seeds last week? Yeah. So it's not above the fray completely. Certainly not. Um, and you were, of course, watching from afar uh, up there in Ames as the uh, the chaos unfolded before us in, in the bi-district round of the Texas high school football playoffs. Um, and, and, and I asked you on Friday night, I'll ask you again, is there one stunner, is there one result from Friday night that when it came across your uh, your purview – uh, made you sit up and pay attention uh, a little bit more than the others? You know, at the time, I, at my first gut reaction, only because I'd just seen it a few minutes before, was Bruce Villetti falling Adelion, on. But that, that, that wasn't nearly on the level, I think, uh, of Lufkin and Texas High mm-hmm. to take nothing away from the Tigers. And uh, they've been a tough out in, in some uh, you know past playoff seasons. But I think Lufkin... Uh, playing at home, uh, being on the roll, uh, roll since the season opening lost to Longview. And, and again, this was something you and I talked about a week ago, both on your show and on my show and on the television show, that we said there's going to be one out there. There's going to be an outlier out there that we don't expect to see. And we might highlight certain matches. We highlighted uh, Westlake Cibolo Steel. We highlighted some other games and said, hey, take a look at this. It's a really good a first-round matchup, you know, or potentially could be a first-round matchup. We highlighted Grandview and Rockdale and said, hey, you know, uh, keep an eye on that. And, and and those two, by the way, wound up being a little more lopsided, although Westlake pulled away. And then we we also added the proviso, somebody will pull a surprise that we're not expecting. Well, here you go, Texas mm-hmm. High Tigers. So, you know, that's, that's the one, I think, when you step back after the smoke had cleared uh, through – uh, the carnage that we like to use that word of the weekend. That's the one that's at the top of the list for me. Well, and the, the thing that, that I kind of ended up coming away with is we had a lot of history making wins on Friday night uh, it, well, over the course of the weekend. Um, some of which I think we had predicted. I think that Denton Braswell getting their first ever playoff victory is obviously uh, noteworthy, but, but we had other games like, uh, you know, uh, Clint wins their first ever playoff game. They were zero and twenty-two coming into that. Uh, Sabine wins their first ever playoff there you game. Go. They hadn't won a. Yeah. They had been playing since nineteen thirty-seven. Uh, and then there is, and I think this is worth noting, is Pflugerville Weiss. Pflugerville Weiss. The Wolves go out there and 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 after, you know, were they zero and ten last year? Do I have that right? They were zero and ten with no seniors. They played without right. seniors in that first when you when you're lining up in that realignment. You got to make that call, and you know how it is, mm-hmm. uh, Tap. And, and and there's different ways to go about it. Some coaches will say we'll wait until the next realignment cycle so we can get some seniors in a class and get the program underfoot. And, and some programs choose to do that, and some just say throw us into the fire. Mm-hmm. I think in the case of Tommy Alvin's Ball Club, he was looking at it as 
a district in 13-5A Division II that he thought they might be able to contend. And they had several close losses last year. The thing was, they were all losses. So they wound up 0-10, and then coming back into this year, I know he was extremely confident that they could contend. They not only contended, they, they got a share of the district title, although they were the two-seed because they had the head loss to Brenham. So I think they were very confident playing at home at the field in Pflugerville against Lockhart and were able to get it done. Now remember back a year ago, Jeff, you had a first-year program in Leander Glenn also from that district, but they had a senior class. They not only made the playoffs, they too won their by-district game. So Weiss is kind of following the, following the blueprint, if you will, from a season ago with what Glenn did, and now Weiss gets Sherry Land Pioneer with another opportunity perhaps to advance, although that's a really good team from the Valley they're facing this week. Uh, this is and, and that kind of speaks to to me one of the one of the great joys of the first week of the Texas high school football playoffs. Not only are we unwrapping the present and we talked about how it's 352 games, it's unlike any event in sports. But one of the great joys for me is that every time we have that, every time the playoffs roll around, you have these unbelievable stories that come out of here. And, and yeah, look, Pecos is not winning a title. I hate to break that to Eagles fans. Like Pecos is probably not winning a state championship. <laughs> but the fact that they were able to get their first playoff victory since 1975. It's those types of stories that as much as we sit on here and we talk about what's next, and we'll talk about that in a moment, but as much as we talk about what's next, that in and of itself is worth celebrating. And, and that is, I think, one of the great joys of this job is that you do get to celebrate those stories. That, that yeah, uh, look, uh, uh, Eden. Eden is not probably not winning a state championship, but they got their first ever six-man playoff victory, and that's worth celebrating. I, you know, I, I, and I think it really kind of falls upon our shoulders, yours with everything you and the staff do and, and the great staff that you have at Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Uh, me, you, Rick Renner, our producer, Patrick Madrowski, and everybody at Fox Sports Southwest uh, that with what we present on High School Scoreboard Live on my own radio show here, uh, it, it is, I think, kind of incumbent upon us, our responsibility to, to point these things out, to highlight these things, and and to, and to celebrate, as you mentioned, a Pecos win, uh, to point out that Lexington could be the most dangerous 4-17 you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that kind of thing. coming. I, I think it's on us to point those out. I'm not, I'm not saying we're the guardians of the galaxy or anything, but I do think it's kind of important that we at least call attention to these games and these teams and say, hey, it's not all about, not all, about North Shore and Duncanville and Allen mm-hmm. and Katie and you know Judson and 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 Westlake and Lake Travis and all of them. Although we'll we'll certainly uh, have a, have a plate full of all of that as we approach the holiday season. Uh, it, it's also about those schools. When I get asked, you know what what's Texas high school football all about? Uh, you know I love all the six A programs and I love calling both six A state championship games. But I also say if you want some real flavor. Mm-hmm. Go to Salina. Go to Brownwood. Go to go to some other places. You know, you'll you'll see it. You'll feel it. You'll taste it. I think we got a nice little taste of it last weekend. It's Craig Way, the Texas High School Hall of Famer, joining us here on Texas Football Today. Get involved with the conversation. Hashtag TF Today. All right. So now it's on to the area round, and it gets harder. This is this game that we play with one another. Of I'm going to make you pick a game that you're most interested in. It gets harder and harder. And, like, the, the degree of difficulty uh, on both sides, me picking out a couple of games and then you having to, to, to finalize it, uh, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a dangerous game we play one another. Uh, so I will once again put it to you. I'll give you, I'll give you three games in three different classifications, and I'm going to make okay. you pick one you're most interested in. At the, 6A, okay. at the 6A level, 
you can have Katie and Cy Fair. At the 5A level, you can have uh, A&M Consolidated and Fort Bend Marshall. And at the 4A level, I'll throw you a little bit of a wild card here. At the 4A level, you can have Beville Jones and El Campo. Which of those are you most intrigued by? Because I think all three of those are really fun. Absolutely they are. And and Hutto and Shadow Creek yeah. and Cedar Park and Friendswood. I mean, there's a couple other ones just to, to throw out there. You know, I, I just got through uh, waxing uh, non-eloquently, I might add, probably, about all the lower classifications and doing all that stuff. That said, uh, I, I, Katie Seifair really has my attention because – uh, we've been asking ourselves this question all season long. Uh, how good is Katie? Are they good enough to take out North Shore to beat them early in the season? What happens if they get a rematch? Hey, they got to get to the rematch. Mm-hmm. They got to get there. And at Pajowski's ball club is certainly more than capable of, of taking them out. That to me really stands out as, as uh, one of the best matchups in the state of Texas. It certainly has my attention because while we're all kind of focusing on that next one, that one that would come down uh, with with Katie and Norser, they got to get past side there, and uh, I, I think that one probably stands to me as one that's one of the most intriguing in Texas. Uh, and finally, I'll, I'll ask you a little bit about uh, uh, teams in, in your neck of the woods. Um, they're they're in the Austin area, you know, like Travis. Uh, gets by Smithson Valley. I don't think they're going to get any style points for it, but then again, it's a survive in advance. Uh, Westlake, uh, an impressive win over Sybil of Steel in kind of a very 2019 Westlake way where the defense is really sensational. Uh, and then, uh, I think you, you look down in, in the Austin area in, in other places and you had, you had some, uh, surprises. We mentioned, uh, Mainer's, uh, win over Dripping Springs was a bit of a surprise. Um, overall, do you get the feeling that when you take a look at the Austin area, uh, that anything has necessarily shifted, or does it still feel like Lake Travis, Westlake, uh, and then maybe you could have a, a, a one or two surprises get uh, get deep in the playoffs? Well, one thing I think is is notable is that Westlake and Lake Travis both advanced in that old school, old style coaches thing of running game and defense. I asked Hank Carter about it this morning. I said, look, you did that with 160 rushing yards from Weston Stevens and a defense that allowed three points. I said, isn't that how uh, coaches, especially an old defensive coach like yourself, likes to do? He goes, I will take a playoff win any way imaginable. <laughs> he said, and, and, which is a perfect coach's response, obviously. But he said, you know, yeah, you like knowing that your ground game can do it, and given the the injuries they've had with the running attack, that's more. And Westlake did it very similarly. Jackson Coker, you know, their their ground game has really started to come on in uh, in the last two to three weeks. So running game and defense, they say travel. So they they did it in very similar fashions, and and we'll see if they, if it holds up in their uh, area round matchups uh, going up. Uh, obviously against Brennan for Westlake and then obviously Madison uh, for Lake Travis. But listen, the, the the other team I continue. To, to bang the drum about is Lampasas. Mm-hmm. And and they're just northwest of the Austin area. And Ace Whitehead accounted for, what, five touchdowns last week. He, uh, you know, he does all of those those things marvelously well. And I and I think they are a real threat in Region 4 and 4A Division 1, at least for a time anyway. And I and uh, that's that's another one that I continue to say keep an eye on. Uh, both Cedar Park and Hutto get supreme tests this week, mm-hmm. especially Hutto taking on Shadow Creek. Uh, so that it's going to be difficult, I think, for those ball clubs. He's Craig Way. He will have his eye on all 
176 UIL Texas High School football games uh, this weekend. Of course, listen to his fine work on the horn in Austin and catch him on Friday nights on your television on Fox Sports. Although this is the last Friday night one because we moved to Saturday next week. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. I like that because then we get all the results in and you and I get to yak, yak, yak at a yak about <laughs> all the games and how the, the, the table is set for the following. Craig, appreciate your time, my friend. Uh, well, I will see you on Friday. Thanks, Jeff. There he goes. Craig Way, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer, joins us every Tuesday here on Texas Football Today. Um, yeah, you mentioned Lampasas. I guess I don't – it's weird. Lampasas, he's right. It, it's technically Austin. Mm-hmm. I don't it, – it's weird. It's uh, kind of that weird I, hill country. From, I was going to say, from growing up down there, I would consider Liberty Hill way more Austin than Lampasas. Lampasas is a little far off. A bit of the sticks, but in any case, yeah, he's, he's it's right, It's about 45 though. minutes from Lano. Tex- yeah. If, if, if you're going to be a big – Big Central Texas guy. Yeah. And like, yeah, he's that's, more then that's in the certainly Austin Central area. Texas. Yeah. That's right. But anyway, uh, appreciate Craig Way taking a little bit of time with us. Yes. Um, oh, I didn't know if you wanted to uh, shout out your this week's most special boys, um, the Smoking for Jesus ministry football. Uh, he's brought it up. We'll get to them in final thoughts. Okay. Let me do this. I didn't part. know if you wanted to. We'll get, if, to, if we'll get, for we'll it get to SFJ. We'll get to SFJ. <laughs> Okay, we'll All talk right. SFJ. Okay, okay, continue on. Dave Campbell's Texas Football in partnership with Visit Fort Worth is proud to honor one head football coach in each classification. With the Coach of the Week Award, each coach recognized with this special honor typifies the best in Texas high school football. Your by-district Visit Fort Worth Coaches of the Week. In 6A, Laban Delay from Arlington Lamar. Coach Delay's squad embrace the underdog role in the opening round of the playoffs and prove the doubters wrong. Uh, <laughs> go, by going to Pennington Field and knocking off state-ranked Ulysses Trinity 37-34. to and 5A, Phil Danaher from Corpus Christi, Cal Allen. Who would have thought? Cal Allen's legendary head coach added another bullet point to his resume Friday night, earning his 400th win at Cal Allen, becoming the first Texas high school football coach to win 300, 400 games at one school with a 35 nothing win over Ed Couch Elsa. In 4A, Cyril Atkins from Smithville. Sitting at 1-2 and two in district play heading into Week 9, the Tigers have been in playoff mode for three weeks now, and it showed as Atkins' squad earned their third straight win, stunning Sweeney 34-28 to advance to the area playoffs, their first playoff win since 1965. Go them. In 3A, Cody Fagan from Whitesboro. First-year coach Fagan's squad came into Thursday's by-district showdown with 9-1 Eastland as a big underdog, but the Bearcats proved the doubters wrong. With an impressive 30-21 win over Eastland. In 2A, Andrew Dickinson, or Dickson rather, from Dillion. Sing a 3-7 and seven in a 4 seed. First-year coach Dixon squad surprised most of the experts Friday night. This is basically like a list of coaches who made me look dumb. <laughs> with a we thrilling 48-41 di- win over district champion Bruceville Eddie. And in 1A, Eddie Gallegos from Jonesboro. The Eagles squeaked out a narrow 40-36 win over Lakey to advance to the area round, thanks in part to Gallegos' decision to attempt a field goal, a rarity in six-man football, uh, at the end tweet it of the you? first half. We had a couple people tweet it to nice. me. So those are your by-district visit for coaches of the week. In 6A, Laban Delay from Arlington Lamar. In 5A, Phil Danaher from Corpus Christi Callan. In 4A, Cyril Adkins from Smithville. In 3A, Cody Fagan from Whitesboro. In 2A, Andrew Dixon from Dillion. And in 1A, Eddie Gallegos from from Jonesboro. Congratulations to all the coaches. We salute you. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. Derry Max and Dave Campbell's Texas Football are proud to team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their teams. Each week, the Texas Football staff nominates four candidates for that week's 
Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week and let fans decide on the winner via Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year decided at season's end. Your by district Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week nominees. Stratford Defensive Coordinator David Lantelme. The Elks forced four turnovers and dominated throughout the night in a 69-18 romp over New Home. South Lake Carroll Offensive Coordinator Marshall Williams. The Dragons exploded for 694 yards and a whopping 14.4 points per pl- or yards per play in an in a 84-6 district by district win over Louisville. Victoria West Defensive Coordinator Trey Alley. The Warriors defense dominated all night, holding La Jolla Palmview to just 133 yards total offense in a 44-7 win. And Giddings Offensive Coordinator Mike Adams. The Buffalo stampeded for 272 yards and six touchdowns on the ground, averaging more than six yards per carry in a 50 to nothing win over Houston Cashmere. So those are your by district Dairy Max built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week <laughs> nominees. I'm not used to doing four in one day. Stratford Defensive Coordinator David Lantelme. Uh, South Lake Carroll Offensive Coordinator Marshall Williams. Victoria West Defensive Coordinator Trey Alley. And Giddings Offensive Coordinator Mike Adams. Vote now on Twitter at DCTF. Simon Mann said that uh, an all-time honorable mention for Assistant Coach of the Week is Mike Sports. Mike Sports Which we just love that. <laughs> Mike Sports forever. <laughs> now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. All right. I got to find the... There we go. All right. Um, for well oiled machine around here. <laughs> we're, we're rolling this week. Uh, one earlier, uh, Meese continued on with my... Uh, Emperor's new groove stuff. He he finished he finished the next line where he said wrong lever. <laughs> you gotta watch it. You gonna watch it, please. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll get there. Um, oh, suggestions for changing uh Monday morning fallout. We could do Monday midday fallout or Monday midday fallout. Monday midday madness. Monday which midday is madness. Just asking us to get yeah. tongue tied on that Monday one. Monday midday madness. <laughs> Monday, midday, madness. Um, and then the last one that I really liked, it was uh, Mies asked Step in the comments, if you ran a concession stand at a game, what are you serving? Oh, this is easy. So you give me your top three here. Okay. We'll switch this over to you. Uh, no doubt mm-hmm. uh, you are you are definitely serving Frito Pie. That is that is not a question. You're mm-hmm. definitely serving Frito Pie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you got to have something like... I want Mexican corn, like in a cup. Oh, I want Mexican elote. corn in a cup. Yeah. I want elote. And I want... That's a good one. Barbecue. Some sort of barbecue thing. So like I want to have a nice mix. So I think like... like yeah, it's, it's a hard ask to have like brisket, like smoking brisket. Yeah. But like I would want to have... I would want to serve something barbecue there. So That's fine. Something barbecue, uh, elote, and... Frito pie. Step said fajita tacos, Frito pie, and sausage wraps. Which sausage wraps would have definitely sausage been in mind. Sausage wraps are very solid. I love yeah. yeah I love sausage solid. wraps from a um, stand. Although I'm a, I'm a popcorn guy. I like popcorn. I, mm, okay. We found something other. Th- I feel like food we agree on more than most things. Like breakfast, yeah. team breakfast for really any meal, and then yeah, popcorn. Yeah, popcorn's excellent. That it. Yep. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your Player of the Year trophy. We will see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.